You are listening to The Wildest Podcast, a weekly personal development podcast in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Jandra Sutton, and I'm an author, entrepreneur, and speaker on a mission to help people build their dream lives. We all know what we should be doing when it comes to things like productivity, mental health, self-help, and reaching our goals. We know we should step outside of our comfort zones. We know we should believe in ourselves, and we know we should cultivate a mindset that encourages growth. But the what of what we should do is easy. The hard part is how. This podcast is designed to answer that question by giving quick, easy, and actionable advice to support, encourage, and empower people so you can stop dreaming and start doing. As always, my goal is to help you get more out of life. So I'm just going to jump right in. This topic was not what I planned on talking about for this week's episode of the podcast, but it really, really hit me because this is something that I'm dealing with right now. And I thought, you know what? This is something that we should talk about. And that is how to create when you are struggling with your mental health. I have ADHD, which means, you know, unfortunately, I also struggle with anxiety and depression, especially when I don't take my meds, which I tend not to do more often than I should. And then over the course of the next few days or weeks, my depression and anxiety tend to spike. On top of that, I also have something called PMDD, which is basically if I had to describe it in 10 seconds or less, it's PMS on steroids. And that means that two weeks out of the month, I am dealing with very intense depression. That said, there are times when I'm struck with both of these things and I find myself really, really struggling to create or in fact to get anything done. Because let's be real, we live in a society that pushes us to work, to do, to create, to be, and doesn't have any wiggle room or leeway for people who are struggling with their mental health. And that is really unfortunate. But Instead of talking more about society's failings, I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about what I do when I'm struggling, when my mental health isn't great, to keep myself moving forward when I feel like I have to. So the way that I have learned to cope with this is I like to view creativity just in general, regardless of what your mental health and what your current state is, as a wave. And there are times when you are riding that wave and things are going great. And there are times when there's no wave at all and nothing is happening. And there are times when it is just not working and it feels like you're caught in a riptide. And the more you struggle, the more exhausted you get and you're still going nowhere. You're being dragged out to sea and you feel like you're drowning. So learning to recognize the wave is step one. Understanding there are times when I'm depressed and I'm still creative, but there are other times when I'm depressed where creating or even doing anything is the furthest thing from my mind. And it's really hard to work through and it's really hard to push yourself through it. And like I said, it can feel like you're caught in a riptide. It's almost counterintuitive to force yourself to fight through that because, I mean, if you've heard about what you should do if you're ever caught in a riptide, it's not swim as hard as you can against it because you'll wear yourself out and you'll end up drowning. And that's the same philosophy that I have with handling creativity and depression or just mental health issues in general and being creative. Sometimes you can't make any meaningful effort and that's okay. You just got to do something that keeps you from drowning. And whatever that thing is for you, whether that's coloring, whether that's doodling on your iPad, whether that's going for a walk and listening to Taylor Swift, you know, jamming out... <laughs> and not giving a fuck about what anybody else thinks about you. If that's what you have to do to stay afloat, then that's okay. Beyond that, the other things that help me when I'm not feeling great and I still want to create or I still need to create because sometimes I have obligations. You know, I have clients. I have my own business. Thankfully, I do have some privilege in that I'm able to take days off because I am my own boss. But at the same time, 
I still have a lot of obligations. I still have clients that I need to take care of. I still want to find new business because I still need to make money. So in those cases, what I find myself doing is really just making time to do things that help me stay afloat, yes, but also breaking things down as much as possible, you know, making it easy for myself. So shoulds get eliminated when I'm depressed. I find that shoulds don't really do a lot for me. I should go to the gym. I should eat a healthy lunch or a healthy dinner. Yes, those things might be beneficial. Yes, those things can be helpful in combating my depression in their own ways. But the should, the pressure and the weight of should do often weighs me down and and makes it harder for me to move at all. Instead, I like to make a list of everything that I have to do. So when I'm depressed and when I'm overwhelmed, I do something that I call a brain dump. And I use the brain dump even when I'm not depressed. And it's just listing out all of the things that are on my head, all of the shoulds, all of the have to do's, everything like that on a single piece of paper. That way I can start to break it down from there. And once I have it all on paper, I eliminate the shoulds because you don't need that. You don't need that right now. All you have to do is focus on the things that you absolutely have to do. And so when you have those things narrowed down, let's say there are three or four things on your list that you absolutely have to do right now, break them down again. You know, if I absolutely have to write a piece because I have an article due that day, then step one is changing my environment. Because when I'm depressed, I don't need to be at home. (laughs) I don't need to be in my bed. Uh, I'm not going to get any work done if I'm laying in bed. So I will either move to my desk. I will move to the co-working space that Conlon and I share. Pre-pandemic, I would move to a coffee shop. I sometimes still go to a coffee shop now. There's one that's across the street from me that's usually completely empty and I sit in the corner with my mask on and I type away. So that's step one. Step two sometimes is just gathering the materials for the task. It's gathering up my book bag. It's putting my laptop in my book bag so that I'm ready to walk out the door and go to that co-working space or that empty coffee shop across the street. And from there, continuing to do those things, continuing to break it down into smaller less overwhelming chunks. So if I have to write an article, it's opening up a Google Doc. I don't actually have to write. I just have to open the Google Doc. Maybe it's opening up my email and getting the interviews that I conducted out of my inbox. These are all small things that help me build momentum. And one of the other things that I do is time box it. When I'm depressed, the last thing I want to do is sit down for an open-ended amount of time because that is so overwhelming. So instead, I sit down for a very specific amount of time. And it doesn't matter if I haven't finished the thing in that time. That's that's the rule. So if I'm going to go across the street to that coffee shop, I'm going to pick an amount of time that doesn't feel too overwhelming for me and say, you know what? I'm just going to go over there and I'm going to sit down for the next two hours and have a Google Doc open and try. I don't have to finish. I don't have to. It doesn't have to be the best thing that I've ever written. I just have to sit down for two hours. And that has been really helpful for me, eliminating the open-ended part of work or creating. Because sometimes that question mark is really overwhelming when you're struggling with your mental health. And one of the last things that I do is I reward myself with very, very basic things. So when I'm depressed, I find, and everybody's probably different, I revert to that inner child and what that young Jandra would have wanted when she was sad. So I base my rewards around my work or creating around that. For instance, recording this podcast. I started recording it. I actually have six other recordings that I did all on a different topic. I just kept trying and it wasn't happening and I was starting to get more and more frustrated. So what am I gonna do after this? I've already decided. I'm gonna make macaroni and cheese for lunch. You know, it's it's silly and it's childish, but it's something that helps me move through it. It gives me an ounce of joy and I'm going to take advantage of that ounce of joy. So when I'm done with this, I have my reward. Maybe 
my reward is taking a 30-minute break. Maybe it's talking to a friend. Maybe it's watching something on Netflix. Maybe it's, I don't know, you, you get to pick what your reward is. I will say it's sometimes hard to develop the discipline around not giving yourself the reward until you've done the thing. It took me a lot of practice to get there. And it's a skill that I've used. You know, I've used rewards as bribes for myself for the last decade or so. (laughs) So, but if that's not you, and if it's hard for you to use rewards like that, then you have to start thinking about different types of rewards that are easier to stick to, if that makes sense. So if your reward is a snack and that snack is in your cupboard and you know that you, you could just walk over there and get it right now, so you don't really see that as a reward, then change your reward to something that's out of the house. Maybe your reward is going to the grocery store to get something specific that you don't have. Maybe your reward is ordering something online that isn't even going to get here for the next few days. You know, it's tweaking it to do what fits you. And one of the last things that I try and do whenever I'm struggling with creativity and getting things done when I'm feeling depressed or overwhelmed or I'm struggling with my mental health in any way, shape, or form is just be really nice to yourself. You know, I've said this before on social media. I think I've said it on the podcast. There are enough obstacles in the world. There is enough bullshit in the world. There is enough negativity in the world. You are going to face enough criticism in your life. Don't be that for yourself too. And I know that that's easier said than done. I struggle with that myself, you know, as the person who says that thing, that's something that I really, really struggle with. But it's something that I do truly, truly believe that, you know, we've got enough shit to deal with. There are enough obstacles, there are enough barriers, there are enough naysayers, there are enough critics. We don't need to be one for ourselves. So be really gentle to yourself during this time. And you know, anytime that you feel like you're struggling, maybe maybe you just got to come back to this episode and have me say it. Be gentle to yourself. You deserve it. You deserve kindness. You deserve love. You deserve rest. You deserve respect. So if you have any questions, if you want to talk about this further, if you just need to chat with someone, my DMs are always open. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Janderly. You can also join the Wildest community by heading over to janderly.com wildest and signing up for our newsletter. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Reviews, they really mean the world to me, friends, and they help. They help us get the word out. They help attract more people to this podcast. And I really, really appreciate your help with that. And as always, keep working, keep striving, but don't forget to take a break if you need one. Talk soon. What does perfect even mean? Is there even such a thing?